Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about understanding your stress response and specifically how your brain is reacting to threats. The stress response is an actual physiological reaction that occurs in response to a perceived threat or challenge. And the key word here is perceived because that doesn't mean it's actually happening in front of you or actually happening at all. It just means that you are perceiving the threat or challenge. And again, this is also known as the fight or flight response because it prepares the body to either confront the threat or escape from it. The stress response involves the release of hormones such as cortisol and adrenaline, which increase our heart rate, increase our blood pressure and breathing rate, all at the same time while it's redirecting blood flow to the muscles and brain. And the reason we need to revisit this idea Again, most of you have heard me talk about this in other episodes, or you've read about it. It's really important to remind ourselves that this is actually what's happening, because we forget and we get scared. We get a feeling, we get an increased heart rate or sweaty palms or whatever, and we freak out. And I want you to just know, this is your mind, your brain and body all working together, and they're not working against you. So speaking of the brain, here's what's going on when we're stressed. Several parts of the brain are involved in the stress response. When a threat is perceived, the amygdala, actually there's two of these little almond-shaped structures, but we refer to them as one, in the brain's temporal lobe. It plays a crucial role in detecting and processing the threat that you are perceiving. The amygdala evaluates incoming sensory information and decides whether it's a potential threat that requires an immediate response. If the amygdala determines that a threat is present, it sends a signal to the hypothalamus, which is a small region at the base of the brain that controls the release of hormones. The hypothalamus then activates the sympathetic nervous system, that's your stress side of your nervous system, and triggers the release of the stress hormones, such as cortisol and adrenaline. The prefrontal cortex, which is that big part of your brain that's responsible for executive functions such as decision-making, your impulse control, also plays a role in the stress response. When we are under stress, the prefrontal cortex may become, listen carefully, less active, 
making it more difficult to think rationally and make sound decisions. And you guys know this. You have felt it. So don't think there's something wrong with you when you get stressed and you can't think straight or you're having a panic attack and you don't even remember who you are. That is normal. That is just the body doing its thing under stress, under the threat that you are perceiving. Now, also the hippocampus, which is involved in memory formation and memory retrieval, can also be affected by stress. Prolonged chronic stress can damage the hippocampus and impair its ability to function properly, leading to memory problems and other cognitive deficits. Again, this is just what happens. There's nothing particularly wrong with you. It is just the actual chain of events that happen. In addition to these changes, the stress response can also cause other symptoms. We know we've all got our own favorite ones, such as sweating, dilated pupils, dry mouth, These symptoms are all part of the body's preparation for fight or flight, and it helps to improve our chances of survival of a threatening situation. Now, we are not usually in that type of a situation, but we are responding that way, and that's our whole job here is to learn to respond differently when we are not being chased by a tiger, when it is just our boss across the desk giving us a funny look, we don't need to have all of these bodily responses. And we can change that by doing the things that we talk about here to calm that nervous system and keep yourself much more leaning towards the parasympathetic side of your nervous system where peace remains. So while the stress response can be uncomfortable and even debilitating, such as in a panic attack, it is also an essential survival mechanism. It prepares the body to respond quickly and effectively in potential dangers, allowing us to stay safe and protect ourselves from harm. For example, if you suddenly encountered that tiger in the wild, the stress response would enable you to run away quickly or fight the predator if necessary. Now, you'd probably be running, I get it, but there are many times when we are really in a dangerous situation and sometimes running away is the way. And your mind and body are working together to get you out of that difficult situation. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. 
So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. One Skin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. While the brain can work for us, it also feels like it's working against us sometimes when it comes to stress. In the short term, stress can improve our cognitive performance and enhance our ability to focus and solve problems in the short term. And this is because the stress response increases blood flow and oxygen and improves some cognitive function. However, chronic stress, which is what we are dealing with here, can have the opposite effect, impairing memory and attention and leading to anxiety and depression. So let's see how this all plays out. First, the brain perceives the threat, sending the signal to the hypothalamus, which in turn activates the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system triggers the release of adrenaline and noradrenaline from the adrenals, which are located on top of the kidneys. And these hormones increase heart rate, increase blood pressure, and increase your breathing rate, and they cause your muscles to tense up. And at the same time, the hypothalamus also signals the release of cortisol from the adrenal glands. Now, cortisol is a steroid hormone that helps to mobilize energy stores in the body and increases blood sugar levels. This provides the body with a burst of energy that can be used to fight or flee from the threat. And you guys know that feeling too. But if those of you who check blood sugars might be curious to watch and see when you are under a lot of stress, your blood sugars will be elevated. The stress response can also cause the body to redirect blood flow away from the non-essential organs, such as your digestive system, and your reproductive system. There's no need to be digesting lunches or preparing for having children when you are running from danger. And it redirects that blood flow from those organs towards the muscles and the brain. This is because the body is preparing to take action and needs extra energy and oxygen to do so. What is it that makes the stress response feel uncomfortable? Can you think of your list of physical sensations? I bet you can. The stress response can be uncomfortable and even distressing for most people. The physical sensations that are commonly associated with stress include the following, and I am reading these to you and talking about these today because I often get questions about I have XYZ. Is that part of being anxious? I have XYZ. Is that from stress? 
Now, we all know that you can have a symptom or a sensation for a myriad of reasons. I am talking today about the idea that maybe what you are experiencing is from your stress levels. You will determine this by paying attention and being aware of what's happening, when it's happening, and what state of mind you are in. So some of these you probably have, and these are the most common. Rapid heartbeat. And that is because the heart rate increases as the body prepares for action, which can cause that pounding sensation in your chest. You could have rapid breathing. Your breathing rate increases, which can lead to feelings of being breathless or a sense of not getting enough air. I know I knew this very well. Breathing was a big issue for me when I was having anxiety and panic. It can also feel like you can't get enough air or a deep enough breath. Sometimes you are just breathing so shallow, you feel like you're beginning to hyperventilate. It could also cause muscle tension. As I mentioned earlier, the muscles tense up in preparation for action, which can lead to feelings of stiffness, tension, or soreness. Often people are wondering why they have these really odd sore muscles in very interesting places like in your chest. You can also be clenching down on those chest muscles and end up with actual soreness in the center of your chest. And you hadn't been doing any particular workouts or anything. This is just from your body tensing up in preparation for going into action. Sweating is another one. The body may sweat more in response to stress, which can cause feelings of, you know, clamminess or damp wetness. And it can also cause more anxiety because when the sweating happens, many people are embarrassed by that and are in positions where they feel uncomfortable that their body is letting off all of this moisture. Just know it's your body working alongside from the stress, and it's just doing what it is built to do. Nausea is another one. Now, the digestive system really does slow down during the stress response, which can cause feelings of nausea or stomach discomfort. This one is really common. It can cause you to be running for the bathroom. It can cause you to not be able to go to the bathroom. There are all kinds of reasons that the digestive system is reacting the way it does to you particularly. But just know that when you are stressed and there is not the usual blood flow going to your digestive system, it's going to cause some problems. Headaches is another one. The tension in the muscles and the blood vessels can lead to headaches and even migraines. So pay attention to when you have your headaches, when you have your migraines. It's a great thing to keep track of in maybe your journal or on your phone in your calendar because if you can start to plot this out, you might not be so afraid of your headaches. I have clients who become afraid of their headaches or their early migraine signals, and that just causes more stress. It causes more 
leaning into the sympathetic side of the nervous system and really getting close to that fight or flight response. But when you can understand what's going on and not be so afraid of it, you can actually begin to head some of these things off by actually purposefully relaxing into your body when you feel some of these things happening because you understand why they're there. You don't have to fear it so much. Another one that causes a lot of fear is dizziness. The changes in your breathing and your blood flow can cause a feeling of dizziness or of lightheadedness. So again, if that tends to come up, relax. I know you're thinking, if I could relax, I would relax. But we can willfully change our rate of breathing and change how tense our muscles are. And that's our job, to jump in there and take willful control. Maybe you have to tense the muscles up again, make a fist and then relax it. Squinch your face up into a frown and then relax it again. Remind your muscles how to relax. Because we can do this and begin to move ourselves little steps away from the fight or flight response by understanding and taking proactive steps to willfully relax and breathe differently. And so what are you going to do with your breath? Again, we talk about it here all the time. There's many different ways that you can learn many different breathing techniques. It can get very involved, can begin to heal in many different ways. But when you are in a stressful situation or a panic attack, Just let your exhale be longer and slower. Even if that means you have to purse your lips if you breathe out through your mouth and blow it out slowly and longer. That and using your will to relax your muscles is going to make a difference. The final one I have to talk about today is dry mouth. The body may produce less saliva during the stress response. This can lead to dry mouth or dry throat. And many people who do public speaking have, you know, just talked to me about this and how it just causes more stress because they can feel the dry mouth coming and worry about how they are coming across to the audience from how dry their mouth and throat are. And once we get more nervous, all of this stuff flares up even more. So these physical sensations can be uncomfortable and they may cause more feelings of anxiety and panic. But the important thing to remember is that these are a normal part of the stress response and are not harmful in and of themselves. So don't be afraid of them. It is the perception of threat or danger that triggers the stress response, not the physical sensations themselves. When you feel stress and anxiety taking over, there are several things you can do to manage it, like I mentioned. Try also to identify the source and find a way to address it. You may be having your mind trying to bring something to your attention. This may involve taking action to resolve a problem or simply changing your perception and reframing the situation in a more positive light. 
You can also try relaxation techniques, such as the breathing we talked about, meditation, or progressive muscle relaxation. Engaging in regular exercise, getting enough sleep, and maintaining a healthy diet can also help reduce the stress and promote overall well-being. Finally, if you find that stress is really significantly impacting your daily life, it could be helpful for you to discuss your situation with your healthcare professionals and a coach or a therapist and learn the lifestyle changes that can greatly reduce your stress and anxiety. I so appreciate you being here with me today, and I look forward to being back with you in another couple of days. And now for today's quote. For fast-acting relief, try slowing down. And that's from Lily Tomlin. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.